Hello. Hello, guys. We are back again. Another week. Is my voice a little deeper because I'm a little older? No, uh, no but I guess it has been your birthday since we last sat I down know, for the podcast. I know. I'm old. I'm more mature. The grays are coming. The wrinkles are not coming. How do you feel about your age? Fine. And I feel the same. Your birthday. Was it a fun day for you? Yeah, sure. We'll talk about okay, it. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it is a little tricky. I don't like to, you know, talk about traumatic events in my life. How was having a birthday traumatic? We all have birthdays. Yeah, but I got older, so it was traumatic. We all all get older. We're I know, old. and it's traumatic every single time. Well, if it and helps you, you're getting older by the second. Like, you're older now than you were when we started the podcast. Yes, and that's why I'm a fucking wreck. Every <laughs> week on the podcast, I'm falling apart. I'm shambles right now. Well, I wish you all the best. <laughs> Welcome to your mid-30s, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to Two Gay Match, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. We're back again with another podcast episode for all of you. And Matt Steele, yes. How was your week? My week was wonderful mm. because we celebrated me. It was a week <laughs> okay. about me, or actually, it was just a day about me. But whatever. It was also Juneteenth. It was also Juneteenth. Yes, yes. <laughs> just like to point that out. <laughs> We're celebrating lots of things. Yes. We love all types of people. Uh, yes. <laughs> as okay. Mariah said on TRL. All right. Um, and it was also oh no, it was Father's Day the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about fathers this week, guys. Right. It was, um, it was about me and black people. Okay. And uh, so Monday was my birthday and so I had people oh like over we I took them to a park mm -hmm. and uh, we had a candy potluck party where everyone brought like some candy of their choosing and mm -hmm. we all sat around the picnic table and ate a lot of candy. Hey. And it was really fun. There were probably like what? Like 13 people totally. who ended up being there. Absolutely. I just got to see some some of my wonderful dearest friends and uh, got to uh, interact a lot with the kids who were, it was you know, right outside of a skate park, yes. like a skateboard park. Yes. Um, Those and kids, there was one kid in particular that I felt was like 10 or 11 and he just was a little advanced for his age. We don't want to talk shit about kids on this podcast where we didn't get his name, we're not telling everybody who he is, but A, was not wearing a shirt, B, was like, hey, like, can I have some pizza? And it's like, you're a stranger child. When I was a 10-year-old child, would I have gone up to a group of adults and be like, can I have the thing you're eating? Absolutely not. No, but that kid's going to get far in life. And where are you, girl? I'm doing great, actually. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're sitting next to my dumbass. As of one of us is having a meltdown about their age, and it's not me. So I think <laughs> I feel pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so th but then this kid uh, started saying like, hey. I'll give you a hot dog for a slice of pizza. To which I said, of course. Mm. I'll, I'll run this bargain with you. And then he was like, yo, for another slice of pizza, can my friend have, or can uh, can my friend have another slice of pizza and you'll get another hot dog? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Oh my God. And you know, also like the pizza, people had stopped eating the pizza. So sure. I was like, yeah, let's try to get rid of this pizza. And then, um, you know, he kept asking like, hey, can I get a little bit of candy? And we were like, you know what? When we have, when we all leave and there are leftovers, then we can negotiate those terms. <laughs> There's a lot of Negotiation um, with children here. I mean, they're hey. so, just too rambunctious. Like, just go skate in your park and talk with your parents. Don't be talking to strangers, and certainly don't be trying to like make bartering deals with us. I was, I was offended. Listen, that you will be fine. The kids no. will be fine. Everyone will be fine. At least they know now. Like, oh, we have. There has to be some reciprocity. Like, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. God, so <laughs> love that you're giving them like a business lesson. Listen, the kids <laughs> gonna grow up and do fine. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And and I, I, we got to a point where I was like, yeah. He was like, can I have some candy? And I was like, if you do it, if you do a trick once. And then do it again and you improve the second time. Jesus. Then you can have some candy. And, you know, he, he didn't land any of the tricks. But, like, mm. at a skate park, do you ever see anyone really land a trick? Did he have a helmet on when he was doing the skating? Because he didn't have a helmet on when I was talking to him. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this is what not. I'm saying. This kid's unsafe. Listen, Someone help that child. Listen, the kid's probably going to die early. But, like, <laughs> at least he got some candy and some mm. pizza. Um, and then after the party was over, like, me and the remaining couple people, we packed up a bag full of candy. And we were like, okay, let's give it to, to like, the kids. And we were like, wait, let's not give it to the kids let's give it to their parents that's right that are there it's like that's a, a wiser move absolutely um and then a few other people came over like at night afterwards it was a nice easy
easy birthday. Um, then on Wednesday, I got my stitches removed. Oh yes, how was that? From my hand, horrible. Oh, <laughs> it was the most painful part of this entire process. The removal of the stitches. The removal of the stitches. Oh. I only had six little itty bitty stitches. Oh no! Let me tell you, I was feeling it, and I'm still feeling it. Really? Yeah, it sucks. I think also it was a struggle because. You know, I could, I got to a point like probably like a week and a half after the surgery where I could start getting the wound wet. I could okay. remove it. And then after a period of time, like it was getting a little dry. So I was like, well, let me apply a little like just Vaseline to it and everything, which sure. was fine. It made the wound healthy and everything. But I think the Vaseline I put on like made them hard to cut with the scissors. So the woman, oh. the, the sweet nurse so whatever, hear was trying to snip those stitches and the scissors were just not cutting it, which of course was just, it, she was just essentially yanking them harder. And mm-hmm. so I was in the office just like, ah! mm-hmm. um, but eventually we got it done. Uh, they were removed and now the wound is healing a little more. It's still covered. It's okay. still, is it's, it unsightly? It's not cute. It's a really not cute now because I feel like this is going to get a little graphic, I guess. Oh, but Lord. we're at the point now where like, you know, I haven't been able to like wash it thoroughly. So like all the skin has accumulated on it. So we're at the point now where skin is building on top okay, of right, it. Right, 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 right. And <laughs> the new skin underneath is not ready fully ready to be exposed okay. yet. Um, so that process is a little painful. Anything else happened this week? <laughs> um, I can't hear about yes, this Yes, I went to, we went to our friend Joe's uh, housewarming. We did, absolutely. We did that. We listened to uh, Chemistry. We had a live listening we party We had a live listening that. party, yes. And so you guys can check out that review if you have not seen it. Yes. It's on our YouTube. It is. What else have we done? I feel like I've seen you a million times this I week. I know. It's because we don't usually see each other when we're not like podcasting or filming a video, but I was over there for your birthday. I've seen you four Four times oh, this oh week. My God, it's like we're best you friends. You might as well just like move back in. I get, well, I mean, some some of the times you were over here, you were over by me when we went to Joe and Tim's. True. Yeah. So maybe yeah. you should move here. All right, great. My suitcase <laughs> is packed. No, we. I love Travis, your roommate. I wouldn't want to leave him in the lurch. You know what I mean? Okay, fine. An icon. He's sitting there in the dark right now, just waiting for me to come <laughs> I know, home. exactly. Like, Where is Matt Steele? Oh, he's so wonderful. What um, did you do this week? This week, I, my mom was in town through Wednesday, and so I had Monday off, and uh, then that was the day that we went over for your birthday. It was Juneteenth. We had that day off, and we went... And did so many museums and things. I think we ended up going to the Broad on Tuesday, which was very cool. It was a Keith Haring exhibit. And Keith Haring, you've probably seen uh, his art. He was a a gay artist in like the 80s and 90s who... uh, Basically, if you've seen like a lot of like outlines of like people shaped things that are like doing moving and shaking and it's kind of collages all together... It's, it's very cool, but you kind of think, oh, this is kind of pop art and kind of PG and like this is what Keith Haring does. Get into the museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tell you, by the way, some of this is explicit. I'm like, what? What's explicit about this like little cartoon art that's like positive and poppy? And well, he's a gay man and he was very political mm-hmm. and he has a lot of feelings. And there were just like more penises than one would expect. And I get people love to draw a penis like in regular life, but like there was a lot of penis art. Like there was a big sculpture that had a bunch of penises on it, but then you walk back and you look at the shape of the sculpture and it's penis shaped as well. So it just was like, Oh, that's fun. Happy pride. Happy pride. And he was, it was a lot about the AIDS epidemic and like he made bespoke art for like, these are hotlines you can call, you know, if you are concerned about having HIV and all this. And this was at the time that Reagan was doing nothing Mm -hmm. when this was happening. And so a lot of, of his art is like, you know, talking shit about the politicians who stayed quiet and, you know, it's a mix of that and uh, penises. So That's great. I mean, well, you took your mom to see a bunch of penises. I your did. mom's a mature woman. That's she can the handle. Thing. Literally, after last week's podcast, we had a whole discussion explaining to Mrs. Palmer what a twink was. I had to stay in the office and like wrap up cords because I'm like, I'm not talking about twinks with yeah. my mother. I just am not <laughs> like, and, she, and Matt Steele's out there and she, she, my mom goes, so wait, I just have to ask because we were talking about twinks for like 20 minutes in the after discussion. And uh, she's like, so what is a twink? And Matt still goes, oh, well, you know, it's like just a body type that gay people like. Like, you know how there are bears? And mom was like, no, I don't. <laughs> your mom, knew, like, your mom no, knew what a bear she didn't. was. Why would my mom know what like a gay bear is? She's not like on the apps. So I just was like, you know, I'm glad everyone's teaching everyone. But I will be staying in this room because I don't need to have this conversation with my mother. But I'm glad that you and Jackson could have that discussion with her and that she can be in the know. This is why you guys got to tune into the live feeds, the uh, live streams on every Sunday night when we record this podcast because after we stop recording audio we start we start talking about twinks not every week but what we've learned is that Matt Steele essentially has 
twink blindness, he thinks every celebrity twink is someone else. And so I think that's really fun trivia for all of us to know. You yeah. Know? Um, so for the rest of the week, this weekend, I uh, on Friday, we went to our friend um, Natalia and Eric's place. They had been to, they had actually signed up for a wine club and... Uh, Basically, like, we just have so much extra wine and we want to have people over and we can all taste it together. There's no way we can drink it on our, our own. And so it was a very selfless act of me to go all the way to their house and help them with their wine. You know, like, I always wonder, like, when is my Nobel Prize coming? Like, is it in the mail? Like, what do you think? You're very brave. I'm very brave. So I lifted over there and uh, they have two cats. And so we hung out with the cats and they also are fostering two kittens. So they were very lively and jumping up and down. Uh, and then on Saturday, what did I do? Was Saturday the... Oh, yeah, Saturday was the party. Saturday yeah. was Joe and Tim's. We went to the housewarming. It was lovely. And then I went to Janie's Female Gaze show. And it was so cool. If you're in LA, make sure to look at, uh, at Janie Stoller or at Female Gaze. And they have monthly shows at the UCB. It's basically like a The View parody, but with like 15 improv comedians. And the guests this time were Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameda. And so it was like very big deal people. Yeah. And it was just so incredibly funny. Like they're so talented. Everybody has... Has like a little bit in a thing like one lady's thing is like I write about trauma and so every time she would have something to say it would be about her trauma and it was just great uh, and then today I went on a hike with Alyssa and Eric our friends who are recently affianced congratulations Engaged. congratulations Engaged. Alyssa and Eric yes congratulations to them and we went on a hike and she has a drone and you know how I, feel, I was just talking about the Apple Vision Plus but she is like a cinematographer by trade and so she has a drone and like was flying it all around and we were seeing all the videos and I was like this is so cool <laughs> but I even knowing me as much as like my knee jerk is like I need to have this it's like I wouldn't use that enough I wouldn't sure. go outside enough to film things but like man the footage was very cool I mean like you could try, get one and like it's, it could be your new passion you, I could, mean, you could be like music what fuck music it costs too much money to like see if I like it <laughs> you know what sure. I'm saying so I just ha I know myself I'm gonna pass but it really was cool so whenever she wants to use it again I'll be there just being like Wow. How brave of you to pass getting I, a drone. And you, you know, you have to save the money for the Apple Vision Pro. I know. Those are not going to buy themselves yeah. that I will be purchasing. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we went to Jackson's parents' house. They're out of town, but Jackson's sister was over there. And we just kind of laid by the pool and rested until it was time to do the podcast. That's nice. It was nice. Absolutely. So are you ready to talk about the news for idiots? The news. Speaking of resting by the pool. So this week, everyone was obsessed with the Ocean Gate um, Titanic Taurus submersible uh, was essentially this is a submersible that from what I understand was not regulated in the slightest the interview I've seen of I don't know if it was the CEO or like the person who made this submersible was basically like you know there's they, it's not regulated and they say we can only go down like 4,000 feet and we're gonna go 13,000 and I like pushing the limits I hope I'm remembered as an innovator and it's like okay there's a million things wrong with this, but like the fact that no one could step in. And the thing is, I think other um, companies had raised flags and be like, hey, guys, this is not safe. Well, like, someone within the company raised the flag. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't know someone that. Someone within the company raised the flag and told this guy like, hey, this isn't going to work. This is not mm. sustainable. And uh, that person was fired. Really? Yeah. It's okay. So this has been going on. They were on a mission to... Um, go to look at the wreckage of the Titanic was the goal, but this was such a homespun submersible that was not regulated in any way. And so all of these people, I think there were five people on the, the sub and they had all signed these scary papers that mentioned like possibility of death three times, but they still wanted to go on this submarine moment. They, I just, the thing is to me, it's like, okay, I understand they passed away. It, Obviously, there was it was a disaster. This was unsanctioned, unregulated. They were lost at sea for a long time. Uh, there this, were a few days where they thought like it's still the submarine is still intact, and they were like, um, "This is the like amount of time that they'll have enough oxygen to stay alive." It just was like really morbid and like sad to me. Like as much as like I get it in theory, like. Billionaires, I understand billionaires are bad for X, Y, Z reasons. Like, we can fight capitalism and believe that people that are hoarding wealth are bad. And I get that. I really do. And so I understand the impulse to be, like, making jokes and to be like, oh, this is what rich people, bored rich people do, X, Y, Z. And it's like, I agree with that. I think if you are bored and that rich, like, you've got to find a way to, like, get your adrenaline up in a safer way. But the fact that these people have perished to me is sad. It's like devastating. And I just feel like for a stretch of time, everything I was seeing on Twitter were jokes about this. 
It and was it just, hard. It turned me, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting soft in my old age, but I'm like, I mean, these were people with families. Yes. Like, like the thing is like, okay, if whatever, however you feel about money, people with a lot of money, whatever, um, like these are individual people. Yes. Like you can't lump them in with like the evil crazies out there. Like, because you don't know them, you don't know what they do. Did they go on a mission that was... Now, looking back, not a good idea. Sure, but like, how were they to know I, exactly? The thing you is, know? if they read that whole thing and if they looked into it, they could, sure. If they, if they could, looked into it, but like, they they're, not, they're not experts. <laughs> and they assume that if you have this business, you will be an expert. And I think you know? a lot of people assume if you're paying that amount of money that like, sure. oh, this is legitimate. This is regulated. Of course, yeah. So I I understand the the, the amount of jokes about like, Ooh, yay! Let's put more billionaires. That like it was, were just revolting to me. Right. Like I, 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 I was like, everyone needs to log off. <laughs> everyone needs to log off because okay, of course, when something tr- like traumatic happens, like maybe like you'll see like a joke about it online. You're yes. Like, oh, okay, that is clever, but right. like, but the fact that people were so eager to log on just to make jokes about it and like gain some sort of notoriety for like a hit tweet or something. The fact fact that like people's goal was to create a hit tweet out of Mm. this is what like makes me be like everyone needs to log on. And it's like to me it's like I get the impulse. I really do. And I don't even begrudge the people that are making the jokes but just to me I didn't find it funny. Like I was like I understand that the billionaires that are hoarding this wealth get bored and do stuff like this and like like the people that are workers can see like, oh, this is kind of dumb what you've done. But I, I wouldn't, it didn't, it wasn't funny to I me. I have something to say about that. Oh Lord, here we go. People with no money also spend their money stupidly as well. <laughs> like, like, come on. You mean to tell me if like someone who like didn't have a lot of money suddenly came, became a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever, and they wouldn't do like pay for some stupid shit like this? I don't, th- I mean, I think people that are not wealthy do spend money in dumb ways, but I also think they're not in ways that like just to get their adrenaline up. Like if it's deadly, I think a lot of people that are more grounded are not going to be trying to do something deadly Listen, just for the sake of it. There are dumb people with all shapes and sizes <laughs> of pocketbooks. Okay. I like it's to me, it's just the, 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 the people online who want their little revolution to happen or whatever and are just screaming about like billionaires. It's just like, no, these, these are people with lives. There was a 19 year old on there with his father who only went on the trip because it was Father's Day and was like horrified to do it. Oh, and yet he still went anyway. That's and so and bad. this whole he thing happened. Have gone. I, oh, that poor kid. I was just like, everyone needs to log offline. This is, de- this is very sad. This is incredibly sad. And, and it was, it was very, very sad for a while because you thought, oh, they're still down there and they're literally just like slowly suffering and everything. It, you know, came out later that it was it a, was more a instantaneous, quick, instantaneous, which is like, thing. OK, if you're going to go, that's the way you want to go. You don't yeah. want it to be like a horrible, painful thing. And it seems like it wasn't that. And so that's good. Um, but, yeah, it just was like so I think people were just so also invested in the story in the way that I wasn't because I was like I feel like this is going to have a bad ending and it's sad I'm like let me think about Kelly Clarkson's upcoming album like I was not I didn't have a lot of brain space in my head for this um, so I don't know it just, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I hope their families are okay I hope that Blink 182 kid isn't getting too much backlash oh because okay so there was a, a was a stepson of one of the billionaires on the missing submarine attended a Blink 182 concert um, while they were still searching for the submarine and said it might be distasteful being here but my family would want me to be at the Blink 182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times and like that seems a little odd. <laughs> like it does seem like an yes. odd choice. Not the thing is, I don't think it's odd to go. It's like if I bought tickets to something and my stepfather is lost at sea, but like Beyonce's in town, I'm gonna go. Oh. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna. You wouldn't go to a Beyonce show if my stepfather was lost at fucking sea. I don't think I. I would guess be I don't have a stepfather, it. but like, if <laughs> yeah, as someone with a stepfather, I would. I would be quite devastated. You can be devastated, but like, you spent the money. Like, I am a person. Like, if you bought it, go. you spent the money, but also you're very rich. You don't worry about that money or sell it on fucking a, a StubHub or whatever the fuck. Like, I. I, that's what when I said everyone needs to log off everyone needed but to you, log I off I wouldn't begrudge him for going I begrudge him for posting about it oh the post that's the, posting that's is the, the thing it's, it's like okay you, if people who want to make like the little jokes with their friends in private sure or whatever but like it's the fact that people were so eager oh, to no. be the public. I mean, the Blink One Eighty Two. I'm talking about him as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> like the fact that people are so eager to post 
anything now. It's just like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's think about everything before we post. Mm. That's just, and that's kind of going to be the, the theme and the moral of our lives for probably the next 100 <laughs> years or so. Just like, you don't need to post everything. Right. And I feel like that might be us just as millennials. Like, I feel like Gen Z posts everything. And yeah. like, if that's the way you post through your trauma, your issues. But to me, it's like, at some point, I might need to look for a new job. And I don't want people to be able to find my Blink-182 post while my dad was, you know, stepdad was lost at sea. I saw one really dumb tweet that What'd was just like, this is how people deal with traumatic events. They, they make jokes about it and everything. It's like, no, 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 no. That's how people deal with their own right. trauma yes. or like the trauma of like a family member or something like they crack if a family member has cancer you crack jokes with them and mm. it's like this is someone else's trauma someone else who you don't know and at the time we thought they were literally like suffering and suffocating at the bottom of the fucking ocean mm. like that's th- that was just a dumb tweet to me um yeah I, it was a horrible scenario I, I mean my heart goes out to everyone involved it's really horrible and traumatic. Yes. Like, there's not much more you can say, that, even though we just talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm happy that it was more of an instantaneous ending than yeah. something that was elongated. Um, and I, and again, I understand the distaste for billionaires, but let's all remember that like there are other people affected. It's not, it's not like we're posting about this in theory. Like they're, they're actual individual people. Yeah. That's and also you don't know these billion, they could be like very wonderful people. Like, True. Very but nice like people. I understand people who are like the concept of being a billionaire and hoarding wealth is wrong. And like, I think that is a valid point of view. I do. And, but I don't think this is the way to go about expressing that. No. Yeah. No. Right. Um, speaking of ways not to fucking express, I'm going to talk about two pop artists who we love everyone. I've never really cared about. But if you morons don't stop going to fucking pop girl shows and slapping or throwing phones at the artists, what is wrong with people? This happened twice in one week. Like BB Rexa was on stage and a phone was thrown at her and the fan who did it said, I did it because I thought it would be funny. Okay. That person is... A piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, Post mean shit about him. You, sir, fucking suck. Awful. You just decided to throw a phone at the face of, or wherever you decide to right. throw it, at a person. Right. Like, you are a fucking asshole. Insane. This is um a person from New Jersey. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Was taken into custody and arraigned on Monday evening. Uh, he has been charged with two counts of assault in the third degree, one count of harassment in the second degree, and one count of aggravated harassment in the second degree. He also stated, I was trying to see if I could hit her with the phone at the end of the show because it would be funny. Like, go fuck yourself. This is a person at work. She is doing her job. You are there to enjoy her music, and she's literally at work, and this is what you do for what reason? Do you not think she is a real person? Like, you see that picture of her with that all of those stitchers, uh, stitches on her fucking yes, face? Yes, and as someone who got stitches removed from my hand, it's I can't imagine joke. what it's like getting them removed from your goddamn face. It's probably so painful. It's just not okay. And, like... The fact that it happened to her and then also Ava Max, that guy who jumped on stage during her L.A. performance and slapped her in the face. Like what is like people. I just I don't know how we got to the place of having so little respect for these artists that are there to entertain you. Like you paid a ticket to see them perform. Why do you think this is how you're supposed to engage with them? Or why do you think this is at all? okay? I don't understand it. And the guy gets on his Instagram and is like, oh, you know what? You're right. It was wrong. X, Y, Z. I don't know if he's been charged. Ava says he slapped me so hard that he scratched the inside of my eye. He's never coming to a show again. Thank you, fans, for being spectacular tonight in L.A., though. I think she is also doing okay. But fuck you. If you have that much anger or that much like if you're not, like so disconnected from reality that you think that that is a valid way to do anything, stay home. You are a menace to society and you should not be in public, especially around other people. Like, and, unacceptable. And you're a loser. And you're a fucking loser. You're a loser. God. What a loser act. And it's like, as much as like, I haven't listened to their full albums, whatever. These are people, they are performers. I want them to be well and happy. And if nothing else, healthy. Be able to, like, if you were a performer right now, if you were a pop artist right now going on tour, would you not be terrified of like, your fucking fans or people in the audience being insane like this? Of a cell phone. And also like, bro, didn't you need that? cell phone some and i was thinking back on it at the la pride show someone threw a cell phone on stage on the mariah show really i don't know if they what they were aiming for i don't know if they were aiming for her but she was making cracking jokes about it she's like that better not be mine and kind of like kicked it to the side of the stage but like 
is this a fucking trend? Like the throwing of cell phones phone, on, people, at artists? People are just sacrificing their phones for what reason? Like, right. What are and they getting out of it? Someone made note that it's men. It's always fucking men. It's just, it's sickening. You all need help. <laughs> all of you who've done something like this need help. In, I think, more positive news. Kesha and Dr. Luke have settled their defamation dispute out of court. I believe last week or a couple weeks ago, we talked about how uh, the jury found that Dr. Luke was a celebrity, making this defamation suit a lot harder for him. It would have been harder to prove that, you know, she did this with malintent and all of these things. So after that comes out, uh, Dr. Luke and Kesha have settled the dispute out of court with both parties releasing a joint statement on social media. Essentially, they're both they're they're kind of long. But what Kesha essentially says is only God knows what happened that night. As I always said, I cannot recount everything that happened. I'm looking forward to closing the door on this chapter of my life and beginning a new one. I wish nothing but peace to all parties involved. And Dr. Luke says, well, I appreciate Kesha again acknowledging that she simply cannot recount what happened that night in 2005. I am absolutely certain that nothing happened. He says he never drugged or assaulted anyone. And then he ends with saying, uh, I wish Kesha well. I'm, you know, if nothing else, I am glad that Kesha can live forward in peace, like can move on with her life. She has been dealing with this lawsuit, these lawsuits back and forth for like a decade at this point. She needs a chance to have her narrative be about something else. Yeah. And it honestly was shocking to me. I guess I hadn't looked into the case that closely, but like that this happened in 2005. So that's like pre. That's pre Kesha. Yeah. Pre her even coming onto the scene. It's yeah. wild that this was so long in the past and that it, I, but I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes trauma comes back up one way or another. I. I'm always going to look sideways at Dr. Luke. I'm sorry. Like maybe that's unfair, but I am like, I believe her believe women believe when Kelly Clarkson said like he's a piece of shit like I don't can't speak to the Kesha thing but I can tell you that Dr. Luke sucks and is a bad person like I'm going to side eye him still because I I just believe what has been said but I am glad that she can move on with her life and that this narrative doesn't have to continue for her she doesn't have to be worried about like the tens of millions of dollars I'm sure he was suing her for, you know? Yeah. And regardless of what happened in like this situation, cause like I, no one knows, right. But, uh, it's been proven that Dr. Luke is not the greatest. Oh, yes. So I think side eye is warranted. Yes. And that includes the artists that continue to work with him a lot. I'm going to, it always just will turn my stomach a bit. Sorry. Um, did you see this on TikTok? Gwen Stefani ranked her songs yeah, on TikTok. I don't know why people were so offended by it. I think people were, I think, okay. She's promoting a new single called True Blue, which I think is better than anything of those other singles that she's put out since the um, This Is What The Truth Feels Like record, which I think is excellent. Um, and this is a song called True Blue. She's promoting it. So she did went on TikTok and did like, a, oh, I'm going to play clips of my songs. And like, there are going to be two so- 10 songs. I won't know what's coming next. And I have to like rank them without thinking. And... The obviously the new single is number one on the list. She's trying to promote it. I if people were mad about that, I mean, of course, it's not the best of all of her singles or of all the songs on this list, but she's promoting the song. I think that's fine. Number two, she had Hollaback Girl. Number three, The Sweet Escape. I think that's a little high. Number four, Let Me Blow Your Mind with Eve. She's barely on Let Me Blow Your Mind. So I think that's a little odd. And it's above Rich Girl, which I think is excellent. I just feel like the people who love Gwen have a very big spot in their heart for her love Angel Music Baby album. So the mm-hmm. fact that five, six, seven, and eight are rich girl, luxurious, what you're waiting for, and cool. Cool is so fucking cool. Cool's great. Yeah. Cool is so good. Why is it number eight? So I understand why people were upset. I probably wasn't going to be as upset as they were. But, you know, it's a cute thing. And honestly, maybe she was trying to uh, promote the song and just like, I'll make people mad with my list. <laughs> I know sure. people will really love people, cool. People were talking about it. Yes, cool was just too low. Rich, what you waiting for is too low. I think Sweet Escape and Let Me Blow Your Mind are too high. And True Babe is a cute song. I think it is the closest thing to good that she's put out since that last album. Um, and I also, Justice for Wind It Up. Oh, me and Matt Palmer. We might be Wind the only here. two people who like Wind It Up, but I like that noisy piece of nonsense. Wind It Up, it's a great way to open that album. Yes. I wouldn't say it should have been a single. No. But I would say it's a great, like, big ridiculous way to open an album yes. like The Sweet Escape, which was a very kooky album. Yummy should have been the single. 
What? Yummy should have been. Oh, the yummy should have been everything. It like re- <laughs> yummy should have been all the tracks. Right. <laughs> like yummy is art. But yes, if you don't know, wind it up. It is a very like noisy <laughs> Neptune's production that samples sound of music. The lonely goat herd is yes. all this. Good job. Thank you so much. You know I'm a theater elite now. Yeah. We've confirmed in the Discord that I'm officially a theater elite. Um. Well, and I remember when we were talking about wind it up when we first started living together, and you were yes. like, "Oh yeah, that song was such a flop for her," and I was like, "What?" It was. Because to me, I heard that song everywhere when it was out. That's wild to me. I think maybe I just realized I was hearing it just because it had the Lonely Goat right. sample and so I was excited for it um, but to me when I was a teenager I was just like oh that's 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 this that's is a, a hit. hit. Yeah. I remember it being I remember being so into Gwen Stefani at this point after Love Angel Music Baby that I saw videos of her performing the live version of Wind It Up which I think had more the Lonely Goat Herd in it than the album version does and I think it was even better with more. <laughs> it's just so Well I mean the Lonely Goat Herd is a fucking classic. It's a great song. It's a bop and I appreciate it. So I also think that's too low. Wow, Matt Palmer live on Hello? the internet saying the lonely goat herd is a bop. Oh, I mean, this I was meaning and wind no, it up. You but. Were, no, oh, I thought you were talking about lonely. Well, you, my assumption of what you said was correct. Okay, <laughs> great. I, I will go with you. I can't really, I couldn't sing the lonely goat herd back to you upside from the sample portion because you don't been, know it well enough. It's been since, uh, you know, Carrie Underwood. The sound of music. The sound of music. Heard. Well, let me refresh your memory. Yes. It's, a, it's a bop. Okay, great. Thank the you so much. The lonely heard is the bop. Okay, the bop. I didn't know. The bop. Um, Taylor Swift has performed Dear John at the Eras Tour. I like that she is, I mean, it makes sense that she's promoting Speak Now TV by doing all of her surprise songs from Speak Now. And she has a quote that I think is helpful for a lot of the Swifties out there. And I'm going to read this. And if there are any Swifties listening to this right now, pay close attention. I'm 33 years old. I don't care about anything that happened to me when I was 19. I'm not putting this album out so you can go on the internet and defend me against someone you think I wrote a song about 14 million years ago. She's basically saying, leave John Mayer alone. (laughs) We don't engage with him. It's fine. We don't need to like ruin this man's life because I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal got it pretty hard when All Too Well 10 Minute Version came out. Sure. And that's not why she makes music and not why she's re-releasing these songs. She's essentially saying what I have just said about the ocean gate of it all. Just like, log off. (laughs) Log off. You don't need to tweet every thought you have if you want to have like a conversation that's a little amusing privately with your friends. Of course. Anti-John Mayer stuff. Like there are reasons to dislike John Mayer. Absolutely. And and the thing is like, Taylor writes these songs about these scenarios that she has feelings about so she can let it go. Yes. And then, you know, when you're listening to the song, you can feel that rage and that emotion and whatever. But then when the song is over... The feeling goes away. Feeling goes away. You have that moment of catharsis. It's like punching a pillow. And you know. I'm trying to think. I guess she's right because I'm like, I don't even know what I cared about when I was 19. <laughs> like, what was I, I mad about? I remember <laughs> the things I cared about when I was 19. You were telling a story before we started. We we're like, I remember being three years old and X Y Z happened. I'm like, how the fuck do you remember? That? I remember everything. That's weird, doll. But yes, no, I have no memory of. 19 year old me and what was I was passionate about so Taylor is probably like me and ready to let it go well I guess not that much like me because she did write would have could have should have pretty recently I know (laughs) so she could still you know dip into that well those feelings were coming back she was doing some Stanislavski like dipping into your past for that song when one is in a happy relationship but still a songwriter I think that's what you have to do yeah sure like this is how I was feeling at the time let's revisit um, did you see the Challengers trailer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the new Luca Guadagnino? Yeah, sure. Sure, film. Director uh, of Call Me By Your Name. Director of uh, Suspiria, the Suspiria remake. And this is starring, starring Zendaya and uh, two white men whose names I don't know. The What's his name? Mike Feist from uh, uh, West Side Story. Oh, yeah, he, played West Side. he was brilliant he was in West Side Story. And I forget the other guy's name. <laughs> They're both great, I'm sure. How did you feel about the trailer? I thought the trailer was really great. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's giving me very, like, E2 Mama Tambien a little mm. bit, but, like, for, like, about, like, two white boys. <laughs> like, so uh, I was kind of into it. And the whole trailer is... It's a little, I don't know if there is, I would assume there's going to be like a Some slight stuff. homosexual it, moment in that it's directed by a big old gay. Yes. It's shot from a gay lens. You can tell just from the trailer, <laughs> like this is what the gays want to see. Yes. You know, there's going to be a kiss in there. I was kind of, bro- I mean, this is, I'm literally having emotions about the trailer. So clearly I'm in too deep, but I was like, oh shit. This isn't a spoiler because again, I'm talking about a trailer that she's like Zendaya is a tennis star and like it has all this promise and it's basically like the Serena Williams of this film at the very beginning and we flash forward and she had like a career ending injury and I'm like shit she could have been huge 
Okay, okay, well, she's not like a real person. I understand it's not real, but it was upsetting. I wanted to see her be like the top of the chart. That's not know? the point of the movie. The, the point of the movie is she gets a lot of uh, white boy. I mean, I guess, you know. but I, I, I'm upset about the tennis. I wanted to be really focused on the tennis and her career listen, and how it could have gone. Listen, go see King Richard if you care about tennis. Go see Challengers <laughs> if you want like a damn. Some possible gay stuff. Hot cinema, okay? Uh, speaking of billionaires doing things we wouldn't do. The UFC president has said that Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk are in the early stages of planning a cage match. This came out of Elon Musk, I think, vaguely saying he would beat Mark Zuckerberg in a cage match or in a UFC fight, I think, as a joke. And, of course, Mark Zuckerberg went on Instagram and said, like, send me your location. So now this might happen. And I'm like, guys... I just stand by the fact that if I were a billionaire, I'd be you would never see me again. I'd be so boring. I would stay at my huge giant house. I'd be in my Apple Vision Pros all the live long day. Mm. I would watch movies before they came out. I would listen to albums before they came out. I don't need to be fighting other billionaires because I'd be bored. I don't think. I mean, is the whole fight thing of it all just because they want to keep their name out there and but be relevant? Why, but I think that's my question. Why do they, what are they gaining from being celebrities? Like, if you are that rich and successful, what is there to gain in like, oh, and then I'll be a celebrity too? You know, some people have dreams. I guess. <laughs> it's like when actual rich women go on The Housewives and it's like, no, you're too like you're too rich for you're this. You're too rich for this. <laughs> this is going to ruin your life. Like, go home. I mean, I'll watch every every frame, but it's not a good idea. Well, you know, maybe they're both of them are kind of just like, eh, it's time we got like in a little better shape. So like maybe the training for it would be good for them. I, I just, I don't, I think... I want to disengage from this whole thing. I hope it does not come to fruition. Oh, I, feel sure. like I will not. I will not won't. be following. This. I won't be following or like, watching this whole this. news story is going in one ear and out the I other. Just, I me. want. I want billionaires to get hobbies that are safe and private. Well, right? boxing is a hobby for some people. It's space, space exploration or, or sea exploration is a hobby for some people. Safe. Um, say yes. Yes. Safe. <laughs> safe. That's what I want. But I, you know, I, I would say this cage match is safer than. Uh, going down, sure. However many thousand feet in the but, ocean, but it's like I don't, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, um, I wish everyone the best. Speaking of Elon, he is saying that the words cis and cisgender are considered slurs on Twitter. What a fucking moron! <laughs> like, do you know what the word means? So, well, see, here's the thing that's like funny about this. Even like conservative pundits are just like Elon, stop. It's like, they're, they're, they're just like Elon. Like, you're touting like your Twitter as like the public square where like people can express themselves right. regardless of their political position or whatever. So, like, you can't suddenly like make this word a slur. Right. Like, and like, like, you don't know what slurs are. Like, say, <laughs> like straight is not a slur. Like, white is not a slur. Like, this is literally. The people that are upheld in society, the people that are the people that have rights, like you are the oppressors. So how are you having slurs against you that are like cisgendered, which just means your gender matches the sex that you were born with? Well, I know there are some people in the trans community who also don't like the word cis okay. and it being used and everything. So you know that you know, everyone's allowed to have their opinion about sure. whatever. But like objectively, it's kind of like Elon. You can't do you that. Can't like like that. you can't say tout yourself as this like oh free speech and everything, and then say this word. That, I hate this you know, person. So it's it's a little silly. But you know, would you rather this or a cage match? Because I we're, would we're, like to never hear this man's name again. <laughs> That's what I really would like. I really think he is the worst person I, would like I can for think him of. To keep focusing on the environment, helping that stuff out. But the thing is, he wasn't doing that to help. He didn't make the. He didn't buy Tesla to help the environment. He bought it for money reasons. Like oh, sure, of course, but. But you know, like if, if the environment gets helped because of it, sure, that's wonderful. But sure. like focus focus on that. That way you can at least give the illusion that like you're in it for the good. And just pro do do it privately. Do whatever you do. I don't want to hear about it. That's all my. I, can I ask for one thing? Write your thoughts in a diary. Yes, you, know? you like, know I feel. Uh, send an email to yourself. Send an email to yourself. You type in your your little email to yourself. Yes. Just like I think it would be fun to do a cage match with Mark Zuckerberg. And then you just email it yourself. Ha ha. And then fantasize about it as you go to sleep or in the shower, which is how I have all my wild fantasies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They don't involve cage matches. They involve things like you know having mansions or something. Okay, with rooms full of stuffed animals. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo Direct. Uh, it was was basically the announcement of new Nintendo games happened this week, and I just have to say, I think on the back of the success of the Super Mario movie, 
every other game is a Mario game. <laughs> and I'm so excited. There's a new side scroller with a completely new um, just world for us to play in. You can play as Peach. You can play as Daisy. You can co-op play. It's going to be great. It's called Super Mario Wonder. Can't wait for that. There's going to be a new Peach game where you can play only as Peach, like Peach Focus. Can't wait for that. A new Luigi's Mansion, which I think is a port from previous um, Luigi's Mansion that already has been released, which is exciting. But most exciting for me mm-hmm. was a game that I grew up playing in my bedroom, playing on Super Nintendo. There was a game called Super Mario RPG, which is like the first Mario RPG there ever was. And it's so brilliant. It is like like the first kind of 3D look of a Mario I had ever seen. And it, the story is so beautiful and amazing. And they're like porting this over to Switch and have updated the graphics to be Switch level. And I just cannot wait for this. I almost pre-ordered it. And uh, for, it's coming out in November. And I was like... Do I need to pre-order a $60 game right now when it's going to just come to November and I can just pay for it when it comes out? And it's like, yes, I can wait. But man alive, I love Mario RPG is one of my favorite games of all time. And the fact that we're getting like a newly updated, visually stunning version for the Switch is exciting to me because it never, you know how I was playing Super Nintendo games on the Switch. They never had that Mario RPG as an option. I was like, why not? Why not? Why not? And this is why. The thing is, do you need this game? Because like $60 is like one sixtieth of the Apple Vision Pro glasses. <laughs> so that investment could go into your savings for the Apple Vision I, Pro. I mean, I, I will have to get both. I, it'll have to be a both and situation All because right. I need it. I can't live in a world in which this exists and I don't have it. So everyone watch this space in November because my RPG will be playing a lot. Um... Is there any other news Friday? I think that's it for me as of right now. Do you I don't any? think so. Some people wanted to bring up the, the pink ladies situation oh, with streaming. Yes. Okay. So apparently Paramount Plus has not only canceled the pink ladies, the Grease Pink Ladies prequel series on Paramount Plus, but they also are removing the show from Paramount Plus altogether. Like it's as if it never existed. No one who worked on it is ever going to have like the visual copy of this thing they worked so hard on. And it's just, it just, we've gone back about this. I feel like I talked about this when 12 Dates of Christmas got taken off, when um, Real World New Orleans Homecoming got taken off. Mm. It's just really, really fucked up. And it's kind of just like, is the streaming bubble becoming so big? Is it going to burst eventually? Because now there is so much content it's so that much. it's impossible to like consume a fraction of it even. And yes. every show is the new best show. Like these shows are just being created, it seems, just to like get people excited for maybe like a month. Right. And then they're completely forgotten about. It's like so we're it's like we're creating a mass amount of nothing. And because it's, it's not going to be around right. after it's a like while. The streamers are going through the greatest links they can to make sure that they don't have to pay royalties or residuals or anything. And it's like, well, if it doesn't exist anymore on this thing, we can count this out a loss and get like a tax refund or tax credit or something. And it's just... It's just so disheartening. I can't imagine being someone who works in television, like being a, you know, showrunner or a writer or a director and having all of that work that like consumed your life for this stretch of time be completely erased. Like Justin Tranter, they were the musical director, the songwriter of this series and like they took out so what such a large part of their lives to work on it and the fact that it's just not available. It was never released physically. It's not available to download on iTunes, I don't think. Like it's just beyond fucked up to me like we need to bring if we have to bring back fucking dvds or blu-ray discs so we don't lose all this incredible content i think we should because the was streaming a mistake that's the fucking question i have i mean as someone who is not a huge tv person i'm i watch all y'all and i'm like y'all this is this is might end poorly for everybody i'm i'm just glad that peacock has not taken out you know old seasons of vanderpump rules and i hope they never do oh paramount plus will keep those big brother seasons forever which i'm thrilled about but I, I just, it breaks my heart a little bit. So I also need to shout out to uh, Acerbic Acid who said uh, two game mats channel win and two game mats when I'm like playing Mario RPG. I think that's just very clever. Cute. It probably won't happen. I won't be a Twitch streamer, but a very cute uh, idea. And I love it. You I could find another mat to do that with. <laughs> Matt Bridges would do it. He would totally He's do it. He's a gamer. Yeah. Or maybe you just have to get into game. Nope. Okay, well... I'm so busy. <laughs> so busy. Um, all right, so I think we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more 2Game Mats, the podcast. All right, y'all. Hi there. This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions you guys might have. But first, but Matt first, Palmer, I tell have, the people. I have something to say. 
I love you for listening, and I hope that you're enjoying your listen or your watch of this podcast. And if you do enjoy it, please make sure to go to Spotify or your Apple Podcasts app. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us so much. We want to make sure that this podcast gets heard far and wide. And a five-star review and even a little comment on Apple Podcasts really goes a long way, and we can't appreciate enough. If you feel like we deserve fewer stars, then Keep that to yourself. We only need five-star reviews. So thank you so much. Yes. If you feel like we deserve less stars, log off. <laughs> exactly. You can log off you as really well. You really can. Yeah. But these are the emails we got this week. Yes. You can be a part of email, my heart. If you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. All right. First one comes to us from Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy says, Hi, Matt Squared. Thanks for answering my questions these past couple weeks. I am super curious what you think the top five scandals, reality TV, celeb, etc., are that you have lived through. Those, oh my God, jaw-dropping moments. And what Mm. do you think makes them the most scandalous? It's a great question. I mean, the first thing as far as scandal comes to mind is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie when they started being together. I truly have never cared about anything less. And the thing about <laughs> like, it, I truly don't care the about the fact that. that there are still tabloids discussing it. Oh, like true. it's been so long. The marriage to Angelina Jolie is no longer happening. It didn't like rock my world, but it was like just so clearly such a giant thing. Uh, and as far as reality TV goes, I mean, I am biased. We all know that I can give many a monologue about Vanderpump Rules. But Scandaval took over the world for a minute there. Oh, sure. And I think reinvigorated the franchise of Vanderpump Rules. And uh, and honestly, reality TV in general. Because I feel like more legitimate people have come out of the woodwork to talk about how their Vanderpump people... Um, What's his face from Mad Men? John Hamm was mm-hmm. just on Watch What Happens Live talking about how he's a Vanderpumper and, you know, his opinions there. I just feel like that was such a giant big deal that crossed over just the Bravo universe. Uh, did any things come to mind for you? Oh, I mean, immediately the thing that comes to my mind is, I'm sorry, but the slap. <laughs> the slap at the Oscars. Oh. People were talking about that and analyzing it and breaking it down for months afterwards. And we watched that live we watched it on live television and i like i was just like for once in my life i was like can we please stop talking about the oscars (laughs) who knew you'd ever get to that point where you would say those words and people even still bring it up whenever a celebrity does something scandalous or whatever like i remember uh, like seeing on twitter people were like why like does ezra miller um or why why was uh the will smith thing such a big deal but yet ezra miller can still be in the flash and everything and it's like People don't understand, like, if you think that Ezra Miller is anywhere near as famous as Will Smith is, that's what made it such a big thing, as lovable and beloved by, like, people internationally as Will Smith at, like, the most prestigious, like elite event in Hollywood. Right. And like, that's why it was such a big deal. And we all watched the slap happen. Yes. Like, we all just know in theory what Ezra Miller did. Yeah, and he's like, like a thief in the night. Like, exactly. It's like, oh, he might have done this. It might have been a ghost. Yes, yes, they might have. But I, it was different. We were all sitting at home all around the world watching that happen. Uh, Grace has mentioned in the chat correctly, Janet Jackson's Super Bowl, sure. I think, was absolutely up there. When I think Janet's Super Bowl, I think Ashley Simpson on SNL. That was a giant scandal. Um, I was, I mean, one of the, like, I don't want to say funniest one, but like, <laughs> the Felicity Huffman, Lori Loughlin, oh, having that it be discovered wild. that they paid to have people doctor their daughter's like college wild. application so that they could get into like USC. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this wow. is so bizarre. Right. I think we made a, a video about it. We did. It yeah. We were already doing two game mats at that point and we discussed it and it was just. And we talked about like our favorite celebrity scandals. Yes. Um, I mean, also to bring up the Oscars, just the, the La La Land Moonlight thing. Oof. Just my jaw was on the floor. I love how upset you were about that. Like how you could, do you think to this day you could rewatch the footage? Because for a while you were like, I can't. No, watch I it. can't. Because it's so stressful. It's to so me. awkward. It's so awkward. Yes. And just the chaos, the confusion. And I love an Oscar surprise. Yes. But having it happen in that way was just like, I, I, I can't wrap my head around what is happening. Yes. You saw me. I blacked out. Yes. I was on the floor. I was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> I love Moonlight and thought La La Land was a film. So I was very happy. Uh, people are also, Grace is saying in the chat, some good ones were The Chicks versus George W. Bush. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Taylor Swift and Kanye West at the VMAs. Yes. Like, there were real moments we've lived through. And it's like, it's weird when you t- like talk about them all in a row because it's like, wow. 
it's like, did, are, is every fun thing that's not all, all of them aren't fun, but is every like thing we're going to talk about in pop culture like has that all been in the past? And of course not, it's not. Mm. But and they didn't all happen like in one week, so it's not like. But it just is like, man, pop culture really was something. I would say one of the stupider ones in recent memory was the Harry Styles spitting on. Uh, <laughs> That was stupid. Like I don't, I don't like, think that was like mainstream but, big though. Oh God, everyone was talking about on it. On Twitter. And it was, I was like, can we not? This you is know so he did dumb. not spit on that man. I know. Like it was so, it's just that whole cheating right. scandal. I was just like, who cares about this? <laughs> I don't know. And also the movie, I liked the movie. <laughs> like everyone was like, oh, and the movie's a bomb. But like, man. I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad you liked it. I didn't see a, a frame. It's fun. Right. I think it's a very enjoyable movie. All right. Um, okay. Next question comes from Sheena. Who is in the Discord, yes. our resident Arianator, who loves to watch our old Ariana Grande videos <laughs> and and revisit them and and ask and notice things we say about her and be like, is this shade? <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not. We swear. Uh, so Sheen is calling us out. Yes. Saying, get well soon. Review. Hola, Mats. I hope Hi. you're well. Thank I'll you. keep this message short and sweet. I noticed that you guys skipped over Get Well Soon in your review of the Grammy Award winning album Sweetener, <laughs> oh released God. in 2018. It's one of the best songs on the album, in my opinion, and definitely the best song that Pharrell had his hands on. Did you guys forget to mention it in your review or didn't you like it? I'd love to hear your thoughts, Sheena. Sheena, just for you, I listened to the song twice on my way up here. Uh, because I completely have forgotten about it. Same. And uh, I think we didn't mention it in our uh, review of Sweetener because we were kind of just like not going through them in sequential order. Yeah. Um, and so we were just kind of like talking and uh, I listened to it. It is It was a long listen because the song is about five minutes mm. and 30 seconds of those final seconds are silence. Mm. And so it, I will say, is very well produced. Yes. Like Pharrell did a very good job. I love the piano-ness of it, the piano with like the the simple drum and everything. Right. And Ariana's vocals and background vocals especially. It's a very sophisticated, well done song. Obviously, there are a lot of great things about it. I can't say the song itself thrills me. Is this the song that was about her, the incident that happened at her concert, where there was like, I almost think there weren't people, I don't remember exactly, I feel like there was like a bomb or a bomb threat yes, or something there that was happened. the bomb at the Was concert. that song, is this the song about that? I don't think so. I mean, okay. it's Ariana, so I could only get a couple lyrics. Okay. And so, but I don't get that from the song. Okay. Um... I will say like it starts off and I'm like, oh, I like these melodic choices. And then halfway through the song, it kind of goes in a lot of directions. And I'm like, wait, I forget where what the chorus is. Mm. Um, But I do think there are many great aspects of the song. It's just maybe not my cup of tea. Yes, I'm confirming that this song is uh, meant to pay respect to the 22 victims of the Manchester bombing, which took place at Ariana's concert May 22nd, 2017. So that's why you're hearing the 40 seconds of silence at the very end and the track length is 5 minutes and 22 seconds. Ariana said that the song was meant to touch upon her mental health in the wake of the attack although the track doesn't mention the incident explicitly. So, Well, knowing that, I'm definitely going to listen to it again and then maybe uh, that'll give me more reverence for... It, Absolutely, I, I, I truly had no idea that I didn't re-listen to it, but that was what I remembered about it is that it was like a tribute. So I, I'm sure you know it. It, it was healing for her to make. I feel yeah. like in my head, I kind of put it in the boat with Ghostin off of Thank You Next. Oh fuck you! <laughs> that might be wrong, but there are songs that I feel like are really very healing for her, very personal for her. That maybe you know, just me as an outsider looking in, I can have respect for while not wanting to press repeat. I love Ghostin. Okay. I love Ghostin. And you, your thoughts on Ghostin are (laughs) so wrong. I didn't, I just am saying, I respect her for it. I respect her feelings and I want her to heal through music. That's what I said. Okay. Okay. I also, I rewatched our Sweetener review video. Oh, wow. You really? What a fucking mess. (laughs) Like, we are just screaming over each other. It's so fun. (laughs) Was it mean or just it was? No, it was was just messy. No, it was just like messy. It's it's so different from how we interact on our videos now. (laughs) I love it. Like, it's, we're literally just going. We're just blab, blab, blabbing. Hey, we've evolved as people do. I guess. I think that's great. That's called growth. It's so. Just so funny. Then you're doing like impressions of like uh, her background vocals and sweetener. Like you're just going, oh, oh, like because you hate that part of the song or whatever. I don't like that. Like it's so funny. We're just screaming. I love breathing. That oh, is breathing's great, song. great. Yeah, great song. 
Yeah. Uh, so wait, Matt, so did you say you didn't have a Thanksgiving moment? I don't really. I mean, I guess I can say I am not one to like plan a party. I'm not a party planner. I'm mm. not a party thrower. I don't enjoy it just because it stresses me out. I'm always nervous that like people are going to come and not have a good time. It's going to be awkward. It's right. going to be disorganized. It's going to be messy. And my party was fine. It was a joy. <laughs> it was a joy. Everyone was getting along. It was very simple. Just throw some candy on a picnic table, watch some kids try to land some tricks mm. and, you know, bargain for some hot dogs and pizza, whatever. Right. And but everyone had a really great time. It was a lovely time. I felt very warm and loved on my birthday. Oh, so I would good. say that is a giving me moments. I'm very happy I have these stitches out. Yes. So another giving me moments. I don't, it was it was a very lovely week, even if I don't have like a solidified one. Give me, you know what? Oh. Life gave me moments okay. this week. <laughs> the biggest giving me moment of them all. All right. There you go. We can end the podcast well, forever I would like now. to say what mine is. We, ended, that's okay. we <laughs> ended with the most important lesson, and that is life is your giving me moments. Do, no? Do, I'd like to say what my giving me moments Yeah, was. sure, if fine, that's whatever. okay, um, mine is reality TV related. I just think we all need to be watching, if you're a Bravo fan, or if you have Peacock, there's a show that premiered, I want to say a couple months ago, because it's coming up on its finale now, and it's a spinoff of the Summer House series, and it's called Summer House Martha's Vineyard. And it's an all-black cast, and they are summering, I think just, they were filming, it seems like, for like two and a half weeks in Martha's Vineyard, and it's like, they talk about the history of where they are, and they also like, do fun, silly, bravo, like we're all together, and you know, making mistakes, and single them, or with people dumb. It is just such a great show, and I feel like as much as Scandaval took up space in my brain, it's nice to have a show in which the arguments are so low stakes, where it's just like, <laughs> you put your dog's uh, like chew toy in the washer with my clothes, how dare you do that? And it's like, oh, she pushed me a little bit. I want her out of the house. Let's have a house meeting to vote on it. And it's like, everyone's so incredibly dramatic. And I will say that dog Milo has started multiple fights. It's like, Milo poops. <laughs> well, who's going to clean up the poop? I'm not cleaning up that poop. Someone's got to get there and clean up the poop. And I just kind of enjoy the lightness of it. It's very much like so often when you've been watching a show for so long or even like the, you know how Housewives are going to go. The, the way you get surprised or really hooked in is when it's like, you know, something like Scandaval where it's like a huge giant cheating scandal or it's something like Jin Shaw going to fucking prison and like getting arrested on camera. So the fact that the stakes are so low and not in a way like everyone's getting mad at me for saying this, not in a heart stopperish way. Like there is some <laughs> stuff happens <laughs> like, and, but it's still like the arguments don't feel like life and death. Don't feel like life ruining or altering. There's the, but I will say just as a warning before you watch it, every show needs villains. But in this case of the show, the villains are like the head of the house that like brings all the people together. It's like this newly married couple, Silas and Jasmine, I believe her name is. And all they can talk about is being married. (laughs) Everything she says, she's like, I really want to make sure that I can be myself around my friends and I want them to see me as a good wife. Now, like, that's a fucking villain. People who only talk about marriage. It's so insanely annoying, like, to the point where they're at dinner and she has just said to this one girl, like, I just want what what I have for you. Like, I want you to find the love and, like, to get married and XYZ. And the girl's like, well, why am I not enough? Why am I, you know, as a person, like, you shouldn't be waiting for me to have partnership to celebrate me like I feel good in my skin is that not enough and then Jasmine ends up crying at the dinner table about it and be like sometimes it's really really isolating to be a wife <laughs> no it's just like do you hear yourself and the thing is her husband is worse like her husband Silas is truly like the most controlling man you've ever seen. Like, yelled, like got mad at her for an entire day because he didn't iron, she didn't iron his pants, right? So, oh, you can't iron? Oh, I guess you can't iron now. And like, she burned the toast a couple days ago. And like, I mean, it's just like, she's off schedule. We're off our normal schedule and she's just not doing what she needs to be doing. It's like, fuck you, silence. Make your own fucking toast. Make your own breakfast. You, you are not, you know, you are able-bodied. You can do it by yourself. Like, d- don't put this on her and make her be a person that only talks about being a wife. She's like, I'm a screenwriter. I used to live in my car she's a whole life that's like interesting and all she could talk about is being a wife because you're a controlling piece of shit you know what if she's a screenwriter I bet you she's a brilliant screenwriter because like that is a type of villainry that like only the greatest writers could (laughs) conceive just like oh their flaw their like thing that makes them evil is they all they always talk about their marriage like that that is a brilliant idea for a villain in reality television so she created her own character brilliantly give her an Oscar (laughs) I have to say like like 
it's wonderful when people and like filmmakers and everything can make a high stakes situation yes. entertaining. But like when you can make a low stakes Brilliant. like thing, Brilliant. like entertaining, that is art. Absolutely. It's like, of course, like when you make Schindler's List into Schindler's List or Titanic right. into Titanic, it's like, bravo, Steven Spielberg and, and James Cameron and everything. Yes. But when you can make like freaking these people talk about marriage, they're driving me insane, feel like Schindler's List, that- That's art. That is art. That is art right there. And so I cannot, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard is so much better than Summer House has been for the past like two years. So I encourage you all to watch it on Peacock. Just get ready for these two people to drive you fucking bananas. There's also a queer person on that, which by the way, I don't know why it's so hard for Bravo to cast queer people, but Preston is amazing. So we love him. Um, and it's just great. It's just a great show. And I just, it, it's it's exciting for me. That's good. All That's right. not as great of giving me moments as life. But um, <laughs> but you know, okay. I'm happy that you're ha- you're finding happiness. I'm happy. I'm happy. Maybe I'm one happy day you'll still. be happy with your full life, like me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, like I'm super thrilled with everything going on right now. <laughs> I think things are going great for you. But sure. that was a lie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Guys, I think that's all we have for today. Is that true? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it's true now. It's true now. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll be back soon with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.